This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Another edition of the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. And we are brought to you by Burn Dairy, the Liverpool Physical Therapy Group, with Pete and Mike doing an unbelievable job uh, over there on Old Liverpool Road. All your post op needs, head on over to Liverpool Physical Therapy. A tip of the cap, thank you as well to our terrific friends at Welch and Company Jewelers, the Al and Angus Pub, and Presswick Golf. Make sure this golf off season in Central New York, if you're in and around the area, get your clubs regripped by Presswick Golf. I do it every year. Ed Patterson and his team, the best around. Get on over to Court Street and see my friends at Prestwick Golf. Let's do a little Week 16 recap in the NFL. And, you know, it was a huge week for a lot of teams, a lot of movement. Um, I'm actually recording this before the Monday night game, which is rare. Really only because, you know, having to get shows done, uh, you know, as, as soon as I can early uh, in the week with it being a holiday week. I do have an archived college football playoff episode launching uh, this Friday. Uh, if you subscribe to the podcast, you probably already heard it, but uh, throw in an archived episode in there for New Year's Eve uh, because that acts obviously uh, as our New Year's Day in terms of the holiday time and all the rest. And plus it's my kid's two-year-old birthday. So I uh, have uh, higher priorities for sure, but wanted to get some shows out to you this week. Let's dive into week 16 of the NFL. We'll go back to that Thursday game last week where, you know, I, I really thought this was an extremely difficult game to 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 choose because these two teams really, in so many ways, just mirror each other, right? I mean, they want to uh, pound you in the mouth, uh, super physical teams, great, great physicality, uh, you know, defenses get after it, um, opportunistic, uh, fast, um, you know, gap-closing type defenses, and they want to run the football, set up the play action and all the rest with the likes of Ryan Tannehill and Jimmy Garoppolo. I just thought it was a really, really hard game to pick, and the Titans were were certainly banged up going in. They were written off going in. Um, you know, they've lost so many guys this year, just like so many other teams. I mean, none, n- no team has had as many 
injuries probably as as the Baltimore Ravens, maybe even a little bit like the Green Bay Packers uh, just behind that. But boy, I, I tell you what, right in that group is Tennessee. When you lose Derrick Henry, that's a big deal. But what happened in this game, it was absolutely positively the A.J. Brown show. He came back from injury and was unbelievable. He was impossible to stop in man, in zone, and he had 11 catches for 145 yards and a touchdown, several more targets than that. And Ryan Tannehill, look, they only got 31 yards out of McNichols. They only, you know, they got some yards out of Hillard and Foreman, and uh, Tannehill scrambled for a few. Uh, somehow they got 90 yards and a touchdown out of the ground game. But the Titans were able to use their ground and pound mentality at times. And then A.J. Brown was the one who actually opened that up a little bit. I thought he was the entire difference in this game. There's no doubt about it. I thought the Titans' defense was amazing as well. Now, I know Debo Samuel um, you know, had five carries, 32 yards, and he had nine catches for 159 yards. He's just been unstoppable this year. Uh, I, I've got him, I think, in like my top five or six for the MVP. I think he's had that good of a year. Uh, but Debo uh, was really the only guy who who hurt Tennessee. Uh, George Kittle did not have a good game. Brandon Ayuk had the touchdown, but they they limited him to four catches and 40 yards. But the Tennessee defense really came to play. They picked off Jimmy G twice. Unbelievable games from the likes of Bud Dupree and Denico Autry. They uh, each had a sack in this game. And, of course, uh, they, their linebackers were buzzing and just were all over the place. Just a great win for the Tennessee Titans, getting A.J. Brown back. And uh, now at 10-5 and five and certainly uh, still in the driver's seat to win that AFC South. But I'll tell you what, the Colts are pushing them without a doubt. And we'll get to the Colts here momentarily. But just a great win for the Tennessee Titans. Christmas Day. Packers nipped the Browns 24-22. to I didn't see any of this game. I saw, obviously, a ton of highlights and some things afterwards. But, um, you know, th- th- this game was very simple to me. Baker Mayfield had four interceptions, okay? I've heard people say Baker's not that bad. Listen, if you have to take your entire offensive system, right, and play it to the point where you're safe so that your quarterback won't make mistakes, I'm not talking about, well, hey, if you have to build around your quarterback, everybody has to build around their quarterback. There's, It's no secret that Josh Allen, the continuity with Brian Dable and adding Stephon Diggs and adding other weapons and, you know, the emergence of Dawson Knox and, you know, last year especially with, you know, the year that Cole Beasley had as well. Like, it's no surprise that his numbers went up a little bit. But Allen on his side, I've always said it's 50-50. What has the quarterback also done? And he's made a lot of guys better as well. Baker Mayfield isn't making anybody better. And the entire offense is systematically run around Baker. Yes, they have to have Nick Chubb. They have to have the ground game. He had an unbelievable game. Again, he's one of the best backs in the NFL. 17 carries for 126 yards and a touchdown. But they have to systematically do so many things in order to have Baker not turn the ball over. They've got to have him roll out to create more space to give him more time to think, right? In pressure cooker situations, in panic situations, Baker Mayfield folds like a cheap tent at a Boy Scout camping uh, trip. I mean, this guy is a disaster when the pressure is on. Four interceptions, his QBR was 35.3, 55.3 rating. And meanwhile, on the other side, the triple threat uh, uh, of Green Bay just came out as it always does, right? It's either Jones or Dylan uh, specifically on the ground. In this particular case, Aaron Jones had 66 yards and Dylan had 41 yards. So they combined for over 100 yards 
maybe those two guys can get roped into one, you know, uh, headed monster. But the reality is Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are just unstoppable. I mean, you know, those those back shoulder throws and, and all the other moves and the routes and everything that, that Devontae Adams is making, it's just something to behold. Ten receptions for 114 yards and two touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers, 24 of 34 for three touchdowns. QBR 76.1, rating 115.1. The Packers are 7-0 and at home, in the driver's seat for home field, and oh, by the way, 12-3 and overall. They are the best team in the NFL, and that defense continues to really, really, really get after it. Devondre Campbell, one of the best stories in the NFL this year. He has taken full advantage of Zadarius Smith being out. Um, you know, the Packers have missed Jair Alexander. And all this linebacker out of Minnesota has done is dominate the line of scrimmage, dominate the middle of the field. He can get after the quarterback. He can stop the run. 13 tackles in this game, 12 of which were solo. The Packers added five sacks in this game as well. Dean Lowry got one. Uh, Smith, Preston Smith got one. Gary got two. Uh, this is a really, 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 really good defense as well. Um, trying to find who I... Left out. Lowry won. Uh, Galay had one. That, that was the other one. Smith had one, and then Gary with, with two. So uh, this Packer team, again, I've said it probably for about six or seven weeks now, they are the most complete team in the National Football League, and they get a big win uh, at home over the Cleveland Browns. You have to think at this point now that's going to cook the Cleveland Browns, and they, they need a lot of things to go their way. The Colts go into Arizona, another difficult game for me to pick. And they win at Arizona. And now the Cardinals are starting to, you know, create a lot of doubt from a lot of people, from a lot of pundits and, <clears throat> and uh, you know, football czars out there. Uh, there's just something not right there. And, boy, did the Colts take advantage of it. They were the better team mentally. They were well-coached. Frank Reich out-coached uh, Cliff Kingsbury in this game. And you know what? When Jonathan Taylor goes for 100-plus yards, you can basically pencil in a Colts victory. I mean, that's how... Uh, sure of a thing it is. He is absolutely fantastic. And, you know, Carson Wentz made some big-time throws in this game. I, I know that Taylor is always the story, and I know that, you know, Carson Wentz needs his offensive line to be great, which they are, and Jonathan Taylor to be great, which he is. Um, but, man, when he does get a little bit of that time, or in some cases in this game, he was actually under some some solid pressure, he found some spaces. He was throwing in tight windows. Pittman Jr., Hilton, uh, Moali Cox with a couple of catches. He spread spread it out a little bit, and I thought he made some dynamite throws. I mean, just fantastic throws. Um, you know, stepping up. Um, you know, once the pressure was past him, uh, uh, you know, firing uh, that one pass to uh, Desmond Patman uh, was just an unbelievable. It was only Patman's really. It was his only catch of the game, but it was a huge one. Um, as uh, you know, it was for a touchdown, and it was you know again Wentz. Pressure was behind him. He stepped up. Pressure was still at him, right? That, like, last-minute pressure. He was getting, you know, because that's a fast, aggressive defense. And that, um, that that guy, Carson Wentz, made some throws. I mean, Arizona's defense is just, they're fast and furious, man, and it's led by Buda Baker. I mean, he had 12 tackles. He's been doing it all year. Seven were solo, and he had one sack as well. Um, but But the Colts did enough. They neutralized. The Cardinals, I thought the Colts' defense, this was the best game that they've played all year. Um, they really did a heck of a job against Kyler Murray. Um, you know, made him throw 43 times, and, uh, you know, they they slowed down uh, the run outside of Murray. Um, 
you know, I think that it, it's one of those things where um, the Cardinals right now, just nothing really looks right when you watch them play um, outside of, hey, can they get a turnover off their defense, right? Like, can Buda Baker make something happen, work off a short field, maybe you hit Zach Ertz, right? Like, win running game, win possession, uh, because right now they just kind of, they're not converting, they're not great on third down, there's a lot of problems there. And Indianapolis is in the driver's seat to make the postseason at 9-6. and six. This is a really good football team. And by the way, they can play on the road and in the elements uh, as well because they have the ground game and the terrific offensive line and a physical defensive presence that's going to give teams problems in the postseason. Falcons beat the Lions 20-16. In the end, the interception uh, sealed the win for, uh, for Atlanta. Um, you know, the Falcons are still kind of trying to sniff um, – you know, they're trying to sniff the postseason somehow, some way. Uh, Kyle Pitts was outstanding in this game. Matt Ryan only threw for 24 uh, attempts, but that was all that they needed. And now we'll see what uh, what happens as we move down the line here with Atlanta with a couple of games left. Need a lot of help, need to win out and, uh, and see what happens in that NFC playoff picture. The Bengals beat the Ravens 41-21. to This game was very, very simple. Joe Burrow was absolutely, positively, through the roof, unbelievable in this football game. 37 of 46, four touchdowns, 525 yards through the air. He had a rating of 143.2 and a QBR of 89.3. Unbelievable. And the three-headed monster, well, it was a four-headed monster because it was Burrow. It was mixing on the ground. It was a little bit of Jamar Chase, but it was a lot of T. Higgins, right? I mean, look at these guys, 19 catches combined, and uh, Higgins had 194 yards through the air, 125 for Chase, and Higgins had two touchdowns as well. Just a remarkable, remarkable win for the Cincinnati Bengals from a firepower, offensive firepower standpoint. The Ravens were down to the third quarterback. I I don't know what you're supposed to do. Uh, Huntley was out. Lamar was out. uh, Josh Johnson was in there. He did his best, but you're not going into Cincinnati and, and beating that offense. You're just not. Uh, Mark Andrews continues to play at an unbelievably elite level, one of the best tight ends in all of football. Um, you know, people talk Kelsey and Kittle and uh, Waller, and uh, i tell you what, the more I see out of Mark Andrews, he deserves to be right in that conversation up with any of those guys. I'd probably still put Kelsey uh, in there um, at number one, but man, after that, you could argue Mark Andrews. This Bengals offense is humming. They're nine and six, and um, they're 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 looking pretty good to win the AFC North. They really are. They have they have risen above the rest because they have a really good division record uh, as well. Uh, in fact, speaking of their remaining schedule and what their schedule has been, let's look at this for for uh, standing. Purposes, division purposes. They have to play the Kansas City Chiefs at home. Then they go at Cleveland. So a couple of tough tests here. I say Cleveland a tough test because they're on the road and they have to deal with Nick Chubb. Um, And it's a division game. Uh, But so far, uh, they beat Pittsburgh. They beat Baltimore. uh, They lost to Cleveland 2-1. Beat Pittsburgh 3-1. Beat Baltimore 4-1. So they're 4-1 in the division with one divisional game left. So their divisional um, record is pretty darn good. Uh, I'm very interested to see what they do at home against Kansas City. That's a big game. That's a big tester to see where they are as a franchise. Joe Burrow, pressure game, Reed, Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill. 
Um, firepower offense. The Chiefs defense is playing lights out right now. Right now, I think the Chiefs are the front runner to go to the Super Bowl again. It's a week to week league, uh, the roller coaster, the ebbs and flows, ups and downs. But um, I would put the Chiefs, if I had to power rank the NFL, I'd probably go Green Bay. Uh, and then I probably would take Kansas City right there at number two. So uh, this is uh, going to be a really tough test for the Bengals, but they are playing really great football and it's led by that high-octane offense. Rams go into Minnesota and win 11-4, uh, 11-4 now, and 6-2 and two on the road are the L.A. Rams. And, the, the, the you know, look, the Rams now are really starting to find their way. You know, I know Henderson went down, but Sony Michelle was unbelievable in this game. They got him from the Patriots for a bag of potato chips, and he controlled a lot of the possessions. They worked some play action. They had Matt Stafford rolling and, and, and working out of the pocket again. A lot like Wentz with the Colts, he was great when the pressure was coming up and behind him and then stepping into it. Uh, and Stafford right now playing very well. Uh, OBJ breaks out, um, you know, with with a touchdown and and, and had the uh, had the gritty dance. Um, you know, this was just an overall great win for the Rams. They're starting to catch fire. Uh, they're playing some balanced football uh, as well. Uh, Kirk Cousins wasn't that great. He missed a lot of throws, had an interception as well. Uh, Matt Stafford, he had three picks. I didn't realize he had three picks. But the couple, uh, well, he had that one touchdown uh, to Beckham. Um, but it was a ground game for the Rams. It was just enough passing for the Rams. And look, the defense of the Rams, they rely so heavily on Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and certainly Von Miller. There's no question about that. But in this game, Rapp, Howard, Fuller, Lloyd, they did a decent job in the middle of the field against the Minnesota Vikings. Jefferson is always going to get his. But uh, they did a great job, the Rams, I thought, in this game, um, you know, stopping things when they needed to. Aaron Donald collects another sack. So, this was terrific, terrific stuff, and I am just uh, really hoping, you know, that the Rams stay up there because I think they could make things really interesting if they make it like a three-horse race instead of a two-horse race with Tampa and the Green Bay Packers. So the Rams get it done 30-23. to 23. They look like they're back for now, but again, it's a one-week league at a time. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. Let's move on to some of the other games. Um, the Bills beat the Patriots 33-21. to Just an outstanding game plan by Brian Dable the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills, he had it all working in this game. And I think a lot of it was because of the personnel that he was using. Isaiah McKenzie, outstanding. When you can get him in there, there's more motion, there's more jet sweeps, there's more trickery, tricky bills and all the rest. Uh, they didn't have Cole Beasley, they didn't have Gabe Davis, they didn't miss a beat because McKenzie filled right in nicely. Um, Emmanuel Sanders had a drop in the end zone in the first half. Jake Kumaro had a drop in the third quarter. You know, the Bills catch those two balls. The Bills convert in the red zone better in, in the first half. This is like a 24 to 30 point win. I mean, that that's that's what this was. That's how much the Bills dominated in this game. Sanders had a couple of big catches later, uh, but but this game was was just an unbelievable offensive performance led by their quarterback, number 17, Josh Allen, who went for uh, 314 yards through the air, three touchdowns, uh, over 104 quarterback rating. He had an 85 QBR. 
and uh, you know had 64 yards on the ground as well. If you do the quick math on that, 360, uh, four, 378 total yards. He was he was fantastic, and the Bills got enough out of the ground game to balance things, right? Like Allen Singletary, not a lot of moss uh, in the game. Three carries for 12 yards. But Singletary, even though he only had 39 yards and he only had 3.3 yards per carry, he kept those legs moving. He was just really aggressive. He hung on to the football. He could get a couple of yards here and there where he needed them, and he, and he did score a touchdown. So I thought Singletary was actually pretty important in this game. Um, and, you know, he's starting to really, I think, find his way a little bit. He looks like a confident runner. Um, would love to see him with a little bit more explosion and, and busting through the line a little bit quicker. And if that's the case, maybe the Bills have something with Devin Singletary here. But just a great offensive game plan across the board. Isaiah McKenzie, a career day, 11 catches, 125 yards and a touchdown. Just a spectacular day. Stephon Diggs was unbelievable. Seven catches, 85 yards and a touchdown. And had some words for some Patriots fans, um, you know, in this game. And the game plan was very, very simple for the Bills. You knew the Patriots were going to run it, not as much as the game up in Buffalo, Um but try to contain them, you know, keep them to 120, 30, 40 yards, uh, you know, of, 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 of rushing yards, uh, you know, 150 even. And that's what they did. 27 carries for 149 yards. It was an average of 5.5, and they did get three touchdowns. I understand that. But it wasn't 250 some odd yards. And because of that, Mac Jones threw the ball, and he had to throw the ball 32 times. They don't want Mac Jones throwing the ball 32 times. If you're the Bills and you're going into that game and you say, hey, at the end of it, Mac Jones will have 32 attempts. You're going, we are going to win the game. And Mac Jones had, threw two picks. Mac Jones was rattled. Mac Jones did not handle pressure well. Mac Jones missed guys left and right. He was horrendous, horrendous in the first half especially. Uh, and you know what? you got to credit the Bills here a little bit too. I mean, they had a pretty darn good game defensively. Um, again, stopping the run and making Jones uh, you know, not play well under duress. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds patrolled the middle of the field. Surprisingly great game from Harrison Phillips. It's almost like you can pencil in Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde just making plays and being where they need to be. Uh, Micah Hyde had the two interceptions. That Oliver had a sack. Uh, Matt Milano with a couple of key tackles. A.J. Klein was busy. Taron Johnson was all over the place. Uh, I thought Mario Addison for just one tackle, uh, I thought he was pretty good. He was creating some interior heat on the Patriots' offensive line, and on Mac Jones. So this was just a, 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 a much-needed win. I don't think anybody in the NFL needed a win against a good, uh, really good team um, than the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, with the way this year has gone, the expectations and hype, all the things we talked about, Josh Allen's mega contract, they needed this win like few wouldn't believe. And now they're in the driver's seat with the Falcons and Jets coming into Orchard Park in the last two weeks. They're in the driver's seat. If they win out, they'll win the AFC East. And the Bills split with the Patriots. They swept the Dolphins. They beat the Jets. The Bills are 4-1 and one in the division. They could go 5-1 and one after last year going 6-0. and oh. That'd be 11-1 and one in two years. That's pretty good. I know that the teams are, are dreadful at times at the bottom, but the Patriots were back this year. They're going to make the playoffs, and the Dolphins are a solid football team. And as I record this, they're going into New Orleans with the Saints having to start Ian Book, their third-string quarterback. So, you know, the, the Bills just keep stacking wins, as Josh Allen says, and boy, oh boy, was that a great performance out of Josh Allen. They needed this game bad, man, because, you know, a lot of the, the good teams, you know, they lost in Tampa after the comeback. They lost to the Titans. 
you know, down by the goal line where Allen slipped and Deion Dawkins got blown up. Uh, you know, they lost to the Patriots in Buffalo. They lost week one to the Steelers. Um, they lost to the damn Jaguars. So this game really made you kind of forget about a little of that. And you're kind of like, okay, maybe this team is pretty darn good and pretty legit. Had a couple of Twitter trolls coming at me after I did some videos yesterday about, oh, pretty good for a broken team. Yeah, well, they were a broken team at the time I recorded um, my my videos and all the rest. I love when Twitter trolls and people you know behind the curtain and folks who live in their mom's basement come out and after you on social media, um, you know, trying to tell you uh, something that you said a week before uh, when it was a factual point. It was a fact. That's all there is to it. Um, never said the season was over. Never said that, you know, it just felt like they weren't a playoff team. Never said that things were over. Still had more games to play. The New England game, I thought, could be the page turner. Um, never said the season was over. Said they were in trouble. Said they were broken. Was losing faith in McDermott. I had every reason to believe all those things. It was all They were all facts at the time. And now the fact that this time is the Bills looked a lot different against the Patriots. They opened up the offense. Sean McDermott wasn't as conservative. Three of four on fourth down. Uh, and, and they went after it. And they got points. They got the lead, which they had to do against the Patriots, to make Mac Jones play comeback kit. And it didn't work out. Great job by the Bills on both sides of the ball. Let's rip through some of these other games here. Jets beat the Jags 26-21. Battle of certainly two awful teams, but the Jets fans at least have a really nice um, you know, celebration win here. I know there's a lot of people who want them to tank, but you know what? You want to win some football games, I think. Um, the Jets are, are sure they think that Zach Wilson's the guy, so what are you tanking for, right? Like, what are you tanking for? You need help all across the roster. Uh, Zach Wilson had a great scramble for 52 yards in the score and a really nice game for the uh, entire team and the fan base as well. Eagles pounded the Giants 34-10. to The Giants are in absolute shambles right now. They just can't do anything right as a franchise. I don't know how you're going to fire the GM and then bring back the head coach. And, 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 and I mean, the ownership is awful. Uh, they can't get out of their own way. They have no offense. They have no defense. They have no special teams. They have no playmakers. This Giants team is horrific. They've lost 10 games at least the last, uh, what did I see, five years they've lost 10 or more. So this is a horrendous football team right now, uh, and the Eagles get it done, and they keep their playoff hopes going as well. Buccaneers go into Carolina, a lot of boo birds, a lot of fire Matt Rule chants uh, in, in, in Carolina. Uh, this season has completely gone down the tubes for Carolina. They started out great, then Darnold gets hurt, and McCaffrey gets hurt, and now they're 5-10. and 10. This team's 2-6 and six at home, and they just got absolutely run over by a tremendous Buccaneers football team that right now, with Green Bay, they look like, you know, they're the two-horse, uh, uh, you know, sprint going down, the uh, the affirmed and admiral going down the going down the line here uh, to the finish line. Brady, uh, efficient. Antonio Brown, efficient. Defense was dominating. I mean, Carolina just could not move the ball. They got shut out in the second half. Uh, the Buccaneers' defense really is uh, fun to watch. They really are. Golston had two and a half sacks. Uh, they had seven total sacks in this game. Seven total sacks. You know, Nelson got in there for one. Uh, McClendon had a half a sack. Vita Vea had one. Barrett had one. Minter had one. I mean, this defense was, they were on it, man. You know, Jordan Whitehead had the pick. So this, this Buccaneers team, like Green Bay, like Kansas City, they're the most complete teams in football right now. Um, you know, and, and, and that's a, that's a tremendous, tremendous, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, defense and super opportunistic, uh, as well. Texans beat the chargers in Houston. 
41-29. What an embarrassing loss for the LA Chargers. Again, this time of year, fighting for a playoff spot. You want to be in contention. You want to make the postseason. You can't lose to the Houston Texans. I know Houston has shown a lot for having what looks like an expansion roster. They have four wins somehow. They were in some other games. They could they could be close to a uh, you know like a, a six or seven win team actually this year um, with the way they've played. But uh, under no circumstances when you have you know Jackson and Justin Herbert and all those offensive weapons and Allen and company under no circumstances should you be losing to the Houston Texans. That is an embarrassing loss and likely could keep L.A. out of the postseason. Bears go into Seattle and a nice win for them. Uh, what a catch by Bird. He kept his foot, uh, feet in bounds. Um, what a gutsy go-ahead two-point conversion that was, and that was the difference for Chicago. Things just are so broken in Seattle. A total rebuild is something that I think needs to take place there uh, with or without Russell Wilson. We'll see if Pete Carroll uh, is showing the door and a new, fresh voice with offensive ideas and all the rest is there for Russell. Otherwise, if Russell doesn't want to be there either way, uh, you know, you trade him and you get a house of, of picks for him. Um, but things are just so bad in Seattle. They really are. Um, Chiefs rolled over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mahomes, Pringle, that offense, unbelievable. Mahomes had three touchdowns in this game. He was absolutely, positively on it. His rating was 135.1, his QBR was 73.5, and it was just too much. Again, overwhelming the defense with Gore, with Hardman, with Pringle, with Hill. You know, so many guys getting into the act. They're able to run the football as well. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair with just an unbelievable bowling ball-type push and a touchdown run. Carried it nine times, only had 27 yards, but, man, that one run was something else. And Pittsburgh right now, I mean, Big Ben just looks shot. I mean, he's just... You know they got to move. They got to move on from him. Uh, but a, a, another, just the beat goes on with Kansas City, man. You know they win the division with that win, and Kansas City is in the driver's seat for home field advantage. The Raiders beat the Broncos seventeen to thirteen. Just a tremendous, tremendous uh, throw from Derek Carr to uh, Hunter Renfro with uh, for ten yards. Um, the Raiders outscored him ten nothing in the second half. That was really it, and the, the Raiders clamped down. Uh, defensively as well. You can't say enough about Josh Jacobs. He just keeps on going on, uh, on and on and on with these 100-yard games. 27 carries for 129 in this game. The Raiders are hanging around at 8-7. and seven. The Broncos at 7-8 now probably appear to be out of the postseason picture. Final game, Cowboys absolutely rocked the Washington football team. I didn't watch an ounce of this game. I was catching up on some DVR finally. I really needed just an hour and a half or two to just, you know, I'm not watching football right now. I got to catch up on this stuff, and it was worth it because I watched the PTI at 20 year show, which was awesome, and uh, the terrific football life special with John Lynch highlighted. So that was what I did instead of watching the football. But the Cowboys, right from the get go, this game was done. It was 42 to seven at the half, and just Prescott, Cooper, Elliott, Lamb, all the offensive guys were just. Too much to handle for Washington, and you know one of the questions that arises from this game is, hey, are the are the Cowboys a Super Bowl contender now? Have we seen enough in the last few weeks? They may be a contender to get to the NFC Championship game, but I don't want Mike McCarthy on my sideline, on the big stage. He'll figure out a way to screw it up. That's the question mark I have with this Cowboy team because for as much criticism as I've given Jerry Jones the last several years, 
being the GM and the owner, uh, he's put together a pretty good, darn good team. They've drafted very well. You know, they, they've made some big trades. They acquired Cooper. They drafted Lamb. They drafted Micah Parsons, who should be Defensive Player of the Year this year. You know, they've got a stout defense. They haven't missed on a lot of draft picks the last three to five years, but they missed on hiring that coach. I would never have touched Mike McCarthy in this situation. They were that close with all those picks, Dak coming into his own, off the injury. This team can hum, but the head coach could hold them back with game management and all of his postseason problems. So we'll see what happens there, but the Cowboys roll the football team. Just a dominating performance on Sunday Night Football. And as I mentioned, as I record this, you've got Dolphins at Saints on Monday Night Football. The Dolphins going into New Orleans. I think even with a third-string quarterback, the Saints keep it close. But uh, too much Waddle, too much Tua, and the Dolphins win their seventh in a row. That's what they're gunning for. I'll take Miami in this game, 20-17. to ML Sports Platter here, brought to you by our great friends at Stanley Law Offices, Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse and our terrific friends at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Make sure you let Chick-fil-A cater your business lunch with their chicken tenders and nuggets, salads, waffle fries, and more. Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Gift cards are always available as well. And before I go, I have to hand out my game ball. Well, guess what? I can't decide between these two guys, so I'm handing out two game balls this week. Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills, 30 of 47 with 314 yards and three touchdowns through the air. And a really good game on the ground as well. Had an unbelievable fourth down and one. A great play call by Brian Dable. You know, that last Bills drive that they had that they scored on, that was the best drive of the year, I thought, for Buffalo. And J.C. Jackson dropped what could have been an interception for New England when the Bills were up 26-21. That would have been great field position. It would have been a turning point. It would have been a turn of events. Could you imagine if he had caught that, the Patriots scored and then won the game? That would have been the ultimate disaster for the Bills. Instead, he drops it, and the Bills just marched right down and scored. It was a 75-yard drive over, you know, I think 12, 13-ish plays, and just an amazing, amazing, amazing job by Josh Allen on that drive specifically. He had the rollout play to his left. Uh, it was still snuffed out, and he kind of did a little tippy-toe type of a thing and then pulled the ball up and over the def- uh, up and over uh, after he had eluded the first defender, ran for like five, six yards. Then on third and 10, eluded pressure again, shoveled it to Stephon Diggs. He gets 7-8 and then another few for the first down. And then he did the same thing down in the red zone with a flip pass to the tight end, Dawson Knox. So Josh Allen was just spectacular against a very, very good defense in the New England Patriots. And then the other one has to be Joe Burrow, right? I mean, 20, uh, 37 of 46 for 525 yards and four touchdowns. Those numbers are absolutely, positively absurd. So my game balls go to Joe Burrow and to Josh Allen. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, Axe Exotic Pets, Heather Saxon at Hunt Real Estate, and our great, great friends at Rosie's Corner. If you are in and around central New York, make sure you stop by Rosie's Corner. Gift cards are always available. They deliver via Grubhub. They've got pizza and wings and comfort foods like Meatloaf Monday, Turkey Slop Tuesday, Chicken and Biscuit Wednesday, Mac and Cheese on your Thursdays and Fridays, and your Fish Friday, and you can pair it with that great mac and cheese side coleslaw or french fries as well. Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor right in front of the Brewerton Bridge in Brewerton. Get on over there if you are in and around Central New York. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports, and as I always tell you, enjoy the games.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.